0: So Andy's not with us again. No, apparently he said that some audit has been brought forward or something.
1: Oh, oh, I heard he um it was just his his missus demanding to look at his phone today.
0: <laughs> You're listening to the host unknown podcast.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us. Welcome to episode 131.
0: Uh, Yeah, okay. I'll go along with that.
1: (laughs) Yes, I knew I'd get away with it eventually. Of the Host Unknown podcast. Welcome one and all. Welcome, dear listener. We uh, hope you've had a lovely week. I uh, hope you've had a better week than i have anyway it's been a bit bit of a bit of a bit of a crush for me but uh uh we don't have Andy today, but he did send us the show notes last night so i think i think the uh, the training he's gone through is actually working it's uh he's yeah. just producing these things automatically now it is it's very good either yeah. that
0: or he's just outsourced it to someone on Fiverr like most of his other tasks and uh you this, know, they... and hence the audit. Yes, hence the oh, uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, no, no, no wonder is uh, you know he asks for the lights to be turned off when it's uh, that time of the evening for with his missus. <laughs> so, Jav, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's
0: um, hard to believe that we are in December already. It's what like... the bloody
1: hell happened to this year?
0: No, I know. I know. It, it, it. What's happened to life? Honestly, I, I feel like a real <laughs> old man now. It's. It's like oh, I look in the mirror and think, what? I mean, I used to look at people who were my age when I was young, and I thought, oh, those people have their shit together. They know what they're doing in life. They. At they, they, like you reach this stage, you're like, no, I'm still making up as I go along.
1: Yep. Yep. Totally concur with that. Totally concur with that. But but yeah, it's. It... <laughs> Wow, this has turned a uh, turned a corner, hasn't it? This episode.
0: <laughs> we don't have Andy to add his levity and juvenile like, exactly frequency to this episode. But,
1: exactly. Know. So, so you you young folks on the uh, listening to this here, don't don't waste it. Go out, have fun. Don't don't become uh, you know s- sad and uh, um, um, just cynical people like like Jav.
0: <laughs> I'm not sad, I'm
1: just cynical. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's been a busy week. Busy week. It's um been been sort of pushing through a bit of bit of rubbish. Uh I'm supposed to have a day off today, but um I I've still got some calls. I've already had a a, a bunch of requests come through this morning. I don't know. What is this work in life malarkey about, eh?
0: Oh, man it's uh, did, did you not apply for PTO or something like that? Or is it not on your calendar?
1: Do, do your um, colleagues
0: not respect the calendar? That's when it's blocked off.
1: Oh, I, well, I'm booked out on the calendar all day. There's no doubt about that. But, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I, <clears throat> I, I thought it was... Um, do you know what? I thought I had the strength of character to just ignore all these, these uh, requests for help, but it turns out I don't.
0: See, see, I think this is where like Microsoft or Google—they need to embed this feature into uh, email. Where when you when you send an email to someone, it should say, "Oh, this person is calendar's blocked out for the day. Would you like me to delay the
1: email so it gets sent to them when Ooh. they return?" We called the uh, fuck off, he's on holiday feature.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: F-O-H-O-F-O-T.
0: Yeah. Off,
1: uh, F- yeah, yeah. <laughs> F-O-H-O-H. F-O-T-O-H.
0: F-O-T-O-H. Botox. What's So, the... yes, yeah, Google the Microsoft. Uh, fuck off there on holiday.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That's version two when they when they realise they need to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> But, um, but yes. th- yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I think. But but then again, and uh, you know, we 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 know how much um, you know how much we all slack off generally. So maybe this is us just making up time. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Like so, so I you say that, and now I, I just remember that Slack has this feature where you know you can pause notifications. Yeah. And then when you send someone a a a, a, a message, a DM on it, it, says they've. They've paused notifications. Would you like to notify them anyway? Or something like that. This
1: oh, that's feed. right. Yes. Yeah. I guess I could pause There's notifications by just not looking at my email. <laughs> we know that you don't have that kind of willpower. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the breaking strain of a warm Mars bar. That's not a lot, by the way. Anyway. Talking of warm Mars bars, let's see what we've got coming up for you today. This Week in InfoSec talks about Microsoft's introduction of a security feature which wasn't forced by others for another 25 years. Rant of the Week is either penalising the victim or shaming other regulators for their inactivity. And we'll decide that when uh, we get round to reading the story. Billy Big Balls demonstrates we learn nothing from Robocop as Ed 209 is unleashed on the American people. Industry News brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world, and Tweet of the Week shows us that even InfoSec is not immune to automation replacing skilled people. Right, let's move on to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This week in Infosec. It is that part of the show with content liberated from the Today in Infosec Twitter account and further afield. Yeah, easy. I don't know why he makes such a big deal of it. So I will take the first one. Is that right? Am I doing the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will take the first one. So 27th of November, 1995, Microsoft shipped Internet Explorer 2.0. So they shipped 2.0, starting a browser war with the popular Netscape Navigator. Now, if you're effectively 35 or younger, you'll have no idea what the hell Netscape Navigator was but uh Netscape Communication corps had a virtual monopoly on worldwide web browsers since the infancy of the of the web. It was the first one I ever saw when I was working in uh the city um for a financial uh services company that ran vax v m s and then you know we were all everybody was on terminals and then suddenly a few people got p c s and I think vax bought out a uh uh, an nt machine and then and you had this single Netscape navigator that allowed you to search for stuff that you know stuff that you didn't have to go to a bulletin board for it was really weird and you know images loaded very slowly from the top to the bottom, which was quite frustrating as a uh, as a twenty one year old on a night shift um, exposed to what you could actually find on the internet um, but uh yeah it was it was uh, it was a revelation. Um, the Netscape Navigator and Communicator browsers, they served as, uh, effectively, they they were the window, as I just said, into viewing and creating worldwide web pages as well as participating in news groups and sending emails. So it was a bit of an all-in-one, really. Um, Microsoft promoted its Internet Explorer at the time with specific mention of its privacy and encryption features, such as support for SSL. Reminds me a little bit of Apple today, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, as I recall, it didn't make much of a splash, Internet Explorer 2.0. It was three, Internet Explorer 3 that I thought was the big deal, because it had support for well, GIFs and stuff like that. So it was it was a much more sort of dynamic experience. Um, and I remember getting absurdly uh excited about uh internet explorer 3 being available and i had some friends over uh other other sort of techie friends and uh or semi-techie friends and they couldn't work out why i was excited about 3.0 and i did a particularly bad job of trying to explain it because i didn't really know why either so yeah it was um oh great days great days
0: This is not very different from your current CISO-level presentations that you do to the board. We're really excited about this security technology. Why? I don't know why, but, you know, it's really good.
1: TLS and privacy and stuff. And Magic Quadrant, look, top right. We need to get this. (laughs) Not a fan of the Magic Quadrant myself, but there you go.
0: Yeah,
1: overrated. Uh, Well, that, that or the Wave. The Forrester Wave, <laughs> oh dear, but yeah, it was it was a um, it was a it was a good it was a good time. It was it was a fascinating time on the internet. I remember shortly after I got onto the um MSN network, which was their, which was Microsoft's sort of foray into getting people online. Um, you know, a bit like the AOL CDs, but. Uh, uh, I was a I was a beta tester for the MSN network and get, getting you online and having your email and all that sort of stuff. It was it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And rather than having network cables spread around the house, you, you, it was literally just a, a, a telephone extension that made sure that I could access the uh, uh, the telephone line from the other room.
0: Very good, very good. Do
1: you remember those days? Do you remember the dial-up days? Uh, I, I saw something. Some of that in a museum once,
0: but yeah, no, <laughs> no I, I i do actually. I did have a, a dial up modem at home, and uh, it was a it was good time because at the time, BT we, we were on a BT phone package which gave us free landline phone calls from between like 11 6 p.m. to mid or oh, 6 a.m. or something like that. I don't know, it's just like, yeah. Uh, late in the evening it was like free free landline calls, so that was a time when i used to dial up and uh, start downloading stuff uh, much to my my parents annoyance because no one could use the phone then
1: yeah yeah and, and your insomnia is stuck with you ever since yeah yeah pretty much
0: <laughs> very good very good so uh the next story takes us back a mere eight years to 24th of november 2014 uh, where the Washington Post published an article which included a picture of the TSA master keys. So the TSA have a whole bunch oh, of master yes. keys for their locks. So you can get these TSA-approved locks. So if you don't want the TSA to physically break your locks, you can have these um, pre-approved locks where they have master keys and you know they can then unlock your 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 bag and have a look at your your stuff to make sure nothing's illegal in it or, or what have you, uh, such as like, you know, 50 uh, litres of water or what have you. But uh, anyway, um, as a result of that nice picture of the master keys, uh, functioning 3D printed keys uh, were available. So using the, uh, the the key patterns displayed in the picture. So people were able to take the pictures, mark them up and, uh, you know, create the templates where anyone with a 3d printer could download it and say oh print me off one of these keys and uh, it was God, all just very very good but you know not... this this was okay i mean i think it, it was uh, a bit of a boo-boo it's a good highlight of, of where it could go i don't think you know the threat is all that much it's not like you can break into people's houses or what have you but Uh, This reminded me of another story, which happened a year later in 2015. Oh, yeah. Where for about $8, anyone could go on eBay and buy uh, a New York City 1620 fire service key. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And what that allowed is that basically gives you access to pretty much all of New York. Uh, You can get into any lift, any roof, any, you know, uh, High rise buildings and what have you. So, um, you know, and even though there should have been, well, there is like a lot of restrictions around who can own or, or handle those keys. Um, the reporters, right, I think, is the New York Times or, or New, York, New York Post, they were able to just go on eBay and buy a couple of these keys. Um, and they worked. They could, um, you know, uh, they, they could do anything with that. In fact, what you could do is like, you could also use them to send all the lifts to the ground floor and lock them there. So if you're on floor number, whatever, 72, good luck getting down. (laughs) Yes.
1: Or or if you're on floor 72 and it's breakfast time in your hotel and you know that you're going to be stopping at every single floor, huh? tough (laughs) let's just go straight down but i think there's there's a there's a there's a small but important distinction between these two so i think in the case of the 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 fire keys that that was ostensibly stolen and reproduced Mm -hmm. whereas the tsa willingly handed over their keys and i think that that underscores oh i'm going to say it: the incompetence of the tsa the TSA as a whole is a joke of a federal agency
0: no, no come absolute
1: on. joke <laughs> and you know for a variety of reasons but that they had a vast amount of funding and the net result was a significantly undertrained and unmotivated um, uh, workforce who were were lambasted as a result because they were so badly trained badly motivated badly incentivized and it just became you know just a constant rush by their marketing and social media managers to to adjust to the point where you know they're posting pictures of hey look what we uh, um uh look what we confiscated from our passengers in just one weekend at air, you know at yeah. this airport and it's you know a table full of water bottles
0: yeah. And it's kind of
1: like, great, you're just underscoring the utter failure of your system here. Yeah, you know, totally. Uh and it was it, yeah. I I um I every time I used to fly, the USA was the TSA was the worst part of it. Every other country, the security folks were on the whole, very, very, you know, efficient, polite, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, not yeah. that it is.
0: Especially if you especially if you put $50 into your passport when handing it over, then they're very helpful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? You'd get arrested for that in every um, airport outside of America. Really? Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> wouldn't take bribes, but it would not surprise me if the TSA did. That is not a legal opinion. That is that is purely conjecture. <laughs> Why didn't uh, you the... try
0: it for 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 the YouTube like thing? Eh? Yeah, but just, that just means like going to, to hidden, going
1: to America. I don't want to go to America right now. Who wants to go? Who wants what? to go to America? It's a nice place. I like America. <laughs> I like All I like right.
0: Americans. Let's put it that way
1: uh yes yes that's a very different thing entirely <laughs> <laughs> but then we can choose the Americans we like we can't choose the America we like right um, uh, sorry for our for our international uh, listeners over the pond we do love you we really do just sort a few things out first that was this week's this week
0: in infoso. Oh,
2: in 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022, you crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award-winning host unknown podcast.
1: How'd you like them, apples? How'd you know, like it occurred apples. to me. When I listened, when when you did your bit, you said takes us back, you know, a eight, eight, a mere eight years. I forgot to do that on mine. I know, I know, it was a
0: lot, a lot, lot of years in your one. So I thought maybe you you couldn't work it out. <laughs> it's
1: thirty-seven years. Come on, it's easy. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good thing I you skipped have to that one. I'm gonna to have to, yeah, yeah. A good thing I raised that, right? You know, <laughs> good thing I made a point of of raising that one. Oh man, that's gonna put me right in the in, in the right mood for this week's. Listen up, rant of the week.
0: It's such mother f- rage.
1: Now, if you've listened to any of our industry news stories over the last few months, you will recall there's quite a there has been quite a few stories about a certain number of australian companies being attacked was it medicaid i think was one of them and i don't know something you know corkhats.com or so i can't remember uh but um but there's been a number of uh high level high profile and uh, potentially significantly damaging attacks going on in australia um, but Australia has now said that they will fine firms up to $50 million for data breaches, wow. which is this victim blaming or is this actually a significant uh, incentive for companies to, to stop being incompetent and to, to invest? But they, uh, the Australian Parliament has approved a bill to amend the country's privacy legislation significantly increasing these penalties to $50 million for companies and data controllers who suffered large-scale data breaches. So uh, the the details are the financial penalties introduced uh, by this bill are set to whichever is greater of... Uh, 50 million US dollars, which is about 34 million US dollars or about £4.50 in uh, pounds sterling. Three times the value of any benefit obtained through the misuse of information and 30 percent of a company's adjusted turnover in the relevant period. That's potentially vast. That's really good. So previously, the penalties were 2.2% two Australian million dollars, million Australian dollars, uh, which was considered wholly inadequate to incentivise these companies. So uh, the, uh, uh, the, the Albanese Labour government, and this is a quote, has wasted no time in responding to recent major data breaches. We've announced, introduced and delivered legislation in just over a month which sounds like a very uh, uh, party political statement to make. These new larger penalties send a clear message to large companies that they must do better to protect the data they collect. Uh, So, um, and and two of these most recent ones, Optus Telecommunications had a data breach that impacted 11 million people and the Medibank insurance firm ransomware attack that exposed the data of 9.7 million. So I... It's great. We need to, um, you know, we often talk about uh, ensuring that any legislation has teeth here. So, so for instance, you know, when, when we notify uh, the regulators here of, of breaches, it's often, you know, it's often said that it's, you know, the effect of, of being uh, regulated and having a fine put upon you is a bit like being savaged by a dead sheep. it, because the fines are often negligible uh, when it comes to sort of showing incompetence and general uh, lack of regard for the protection of of people's data. But conversely, kicking a company when it's down may not be the right approach. So I'd be really interested to see how this is going to be applied. Whether it's just carte blanche, you know, you get you get you lose your data this is what you get fined and it's you know whichever is the is 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 the greater as well these are not sort of like lower end figures either um because you know much as as jav likes to do in his billy big balls which is you know blame victims and you know hurrah for the cyber criminals i think kicking people when they're down like this is 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 going to be damaging for potentially the economy is going to uh cause companies to perhaps not offer certain services to the public because of a risk of of being fined if something goes wrong. Um, And how much of this is actually going to be investigated by the equivalent of the Australian ICO, which I think is actually called the ICO uh, in Australia. Um, So you know how much of this is going to be looking into were there adequate controls blah 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 blah, or is it just going to be carte blanche I mean I'm hoping it's the uh, uh the former rather than the latter, but i just is is just kicking people and getting more and more money out of them the best best way to go, or is it about ensuring at a legal level at a or at a legislative level that cer companies of a certain size have to demonstrate? Um, a, 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 a greater degree of cyber security uh competence, I'm not sure, but yes. yeah, seems a bit harsh. Seems a bit harsh. You're so I hate to say this, but I kind
0: <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, I'm not yeah. even going to say it, yeah? yeah, unless you record it and play it back in to me later. But you know, the penalty of any fine shouldn't be for getting breached, it should be for lack of due care or incompetence, or yes. not having the right controls in place. That's where the fine should come into place. Because you can do all the right things and still get breached. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In which case, if you can demonstrate, look, we, we had this in place, we took due care, and this, that, and the other, but the attacker was very determined, and or there was an insider, whatever it might be, uh, then it's like, okay, does really penalising you solve anything? No, I don't think so. The, the the second thing that I, I I think with all these penalties and fines and what have you is that um, the actual real victim normally is the customer of one of these custom uh, of these organisations. What do they get? Diddly squat. So rather than saying pay fifty million to the to the regulator, say like well you just lost data on like you know ten thousand people. Give them all you know five hundred dollars each or something. Uh, as a, as yeah. an apology, along with the um, credit refer- credit checking for a year, and or you know, in, in the case of the recent ones, like pay for them to get a new passport issued or a new driving license or or, or whatever it might be. I think that would be more more beneficial to the actual victims there rather than just like taking out of one big company's profit uh, company pockets as a, almost like a stealth tax and it doesn't really do anything to move the me- needle and it doesn't incentivize. If you're going to get penalized that money, regardless of what security controls you have in place, well, let's not spend any money on security because yeah. why spend 10 million on, on a whole like building a security operations center and all these, you know, controls when we're going to get fined anyway. So might as well save that money and put that yeah. towards the, 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 the fine.
1: Pot. Well, why invest 10 million a year? When we could get away with being fined 50 million every 10 years exactly exactly it, it's a little bit like what it, when you used to get caught speeding by the police you'd be issued a fine um you know points on your license blah 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 <clears throat> and it was just a you know a, 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 the penalizing of of, of that behavior and okay fair enough you know but now it's like if you if you caught speeding it's like well Actually, you could go on a speed awareness course and not have the points and, you know, but be put on notice and da, 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 da. actually maybe something like that, you know, get making these companies pay a fine. But the fine actually pays for consultancy support and engagement from the regulator to to see how their internal controls can be improved and then and then be put on a you know a watch list for the next two to three years to, to ensure that it's actually in place. That would be a better use of that money, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. As long as that that process is an outsourced to the big four. They're like, oh you've been fine, yeah. but here's the alternative. Deloitte, KPMG. <laughs> you know, they're here to help you sort ah, it all out. Ah
1: oh my god if the big four are listening just 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 send me 10 percent of everything you make off this scheme that's all i'm saying it's not much it's not much oh dear right that was this week's rant of the week feeling overloaded
2: with actionable information you're fed up receiving well-researched factual security content yes. ask your doctor If the host unknown podcast is right for you. Always read the label. Never double dose on episodes. Side effects may include nausea, eye rolling and involuntary swearing in anger.
1: Dead or alive, you're coming with me. (laughs) I was going to say that. That was my line. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry.
0: Murphy, it's you. Anyway... (laughs) San Francisco has been stepping up some of their automation, and uh, I call this the the IOT of police. (laughs) They are they have approved lethal robots. Um, so San Francisco police can now deploy so called killer robots, robots following a board of supervisors vote on Tuesday. Uh, (laughs) clearly. cops to use uh these uh these killer robots and uh it was it was funny um someone said like what you're going to equip these robots with guns and uh, one of the spokesmen says no 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 we've got no plans to attach firearms um we're just going to give them bombs that could detonate when they're near what
1: a... <laughs> that's even worse that, that's not a
0: Really big situation move. I don't know what is. It's like, I, no, guns well, are for pussies. We're just going to give them a bomb, Blow and, them bowl, up. Yeah, blow them up. What, for-
1: in fact, why not just put a pair of articulated hands on it and get the robot to strangle them? Yeah. I mean, I. I, I this is like proper, you
0: know... You must have seen Team America: World Police. Yeah, yeah, and there's a beginning scene. There's a bunch of terrorists. They're about to blow up the Eiffel Tower, so Team America swoop in, and they shoot everything up. They they kill all the terrorists, but in the process, they also destroy the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de yeah. Triomphe, and everything like that around it. And they're like, "Yeah, freedom, America! Uh, this is that come to life." Honestly, it, I I read this and I could not believe. Um. Um. You know, it's like they're saying, "Oh, this is for extreme circumstances that you know the robot might be used in the day in the way of dealing with a terrorist or a mass shooter." Now, the problem is that when you're dealing with someone like that in that situation, they're normally surrounded by hostages. They're normally yeah. like in a in a in a office building, in a shopping mall, or something like that. It's not the place you want to blow something up. You if that was the way, then police would just go in and chuck a few grenades in there.
1: Exactly. And all I can imagine is C3PO with a with a with like a a uh an explosive vest being pushed into a building by the police going, uh, excuse me, no, actually I don't want to do what It's like... yeah.
0: <laughs> so apparently the situation has happened before. So in July 2016... <laughs> There's precedent. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so this is a bit sad. There was a mass shooting incident that left five police officers dead and an, another 11 people wounded. The, the suspect was cornered in a local building, and so police strapped an explosive charge onto a bomb disposal robot, which detonated near the suspect, killing him. So that, that robot is like, you know, live by the bomb, die by the bomb. It was like, Jeez. Uh, you know, it's quite an extreme thing. And you're like, wow, what kind? This is like, this is a first world country. I, I, I mean, I don't want to get into the uh, whole debate. I, I, so I'm going to stop it right there. But there was one uh, comment that on this story, which Andy's put in there. He's highlighted it. So I don't know whether he's highlighted it to say you must say this or he's highlighted it to say like this is completely um, avoid saying this. But but we're going to say it. We're going to say it. One particular comment in this which made me chuckle was considering American cops can't even go into an active shooter situation to save school children, I assume this will be the first course of action for anything above a parking ticket. Shots fired, but not by the Texas police. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well if the answer to gun crime is more guns and the answer to more gun crime therefore is more bombs where are we going with this uh I, I find this this is wow i mean this this sounds like a little bit of an anti-american episode for which which i apologize we i think we should blame andy for that but uh um yeah, this you've got to start looking at yourselves and wondering if this is the right way to go. Wow, that's scary.
0: That's scary. It is. It is. It is. It's like, and 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 thing with with robots now. It's a bit like now where you have the chatbots on websites or what have you you've realise yep. realised that you cannot negotiate with these things. You cannot give them reason. You cannot whatever. It literally is like Ed 209. <laughs> if it misinterprets who you are or it doesn't see that you've dropped the uh, the, the gun, uh, it will still say you have 30 seconds to comply. <laughs> and, yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're going to
1: get shot to shit. So, um, wow, sometimes sometimes. It does make Robocop feel not quite so science fiction-like. <laughs>
0: No, and it also seems a lot more
1: tamer by comparing (laughs) by real. Wow, I'm I'm kind of somewhat speechless, Uh, and that was, well, I know, especially it's not very good when you're trying to host a show as well. Uh, So, thank you. That was Billy Big
2: Balls of the Week. Are you outraged that Host Unknown was voted the most entertaining content coming out of Europe? We read all complaints sent to our Reddit channel on r slash (laughs) smashing security.
0: So, Tom, uh, I hope you've uh, gathered your voice back again, because I I wanted to ask you, do you know what time it is?
1: I do. It is that time of the show where we head to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry News Experts find 16,000 plus scam FIFA World Cup domains. Industry News. Ireland's DPC fines Meta 265
0: million euros following large-scale data leak.
1: Industry News! Let's Encrypt! Issues 3 billionth certificate. Industry News! Australian Parliament passes
0: Privacy Penalty Bill.
1: Industry News! Majority of US defence contractors not meeting basic cybersecurity requirements. Industry news. Researchers accidentally crash crypto mining botnet. Industry news. Eight charged with $30 million unemployment benefits fraud. Industry news.
0: UK extends NIS regulations to IT managed service providers.
1: Industry news. WhatsApp. Files on dark web show millions of records for sale. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge. Absolutely huge. There's a lot of big numbers in this week's. Uh, Millions, three billionth, 265 million, 16,000 plus, 30 million. It's, it's, It's all about the numbers, it seems.
0: It is. It is. And I'm looking at the story about security researchers who accidentally killed a botnet. So they, they were analyzing a prolific botnet yeah. and accidentally uh, killed it, due to, uh, according to the story, the coding equivalent of a typing error. Uh, so, they, the, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the the bot is designed to conscript machines via SSH and weak credentials and has the functionality to launch DDoS and crypto mining campaigns targeting the gaming technology and other luxury car industries, amongst others. Akamai decided to test some of the botnet's command and control functionality as part of his research, so it set up a controlled environment by modifying a um, recent sample to talk to uh, an IP address, uh, and this allowed them to have uh, have a controlled environment to play around with it, but interesting. After one single <laughs> improperly formatted command, the bot stopped sending commands, um, and that was simply missing a space between the target website and the port. But it was enough to bring down the entire bot net.
1: That's a good thing, though, right? That is a good thing,
0: and it... uh, I'm sure. I'm sure if Andy was there, he'd tell us loads of stories about how he brought down his production environments by. <laughs> Running, running commands from his desk in in production. And, oh, there's the latest version of Nessus out or something. So I thought yeah, let's uh, do a scan.
1: And we could hear about how you did something similar as well. I've never made such a stupid rookie mistake in my life. I don't know what
0: you're talking about. Episodes
1: eighty nine and uh, fifty two, <laughs> I think it was. We were <laughs> no, but um, but this this seems to me like you know i'm 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 a researcher in in bank robberies i'm going to observe this bank and uh you know see how robberies are carried out and then as the as the bank robber runs in with the shotgun you know saying nobody move accidentally trips them up and knocks them out <laughs> it's kind of like shouldn't we be stopping this sort of thing anyway i don't I, well Rather than just observing it, you know, it observing criminal—I I don't know—I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm missing something. And if Andy were here, he would tell me. But no, I,
0: I think one one of the things with with a lot of these criminal gangs that you don't know, uh, you can sometimes learn a lot more about the actual root cause uh, by observing them for a long periods of time. So you but, gather intel intel on who they are, and actually go after the yeah. people, not the technologies. But also, also. I think a lot of these researchers are very careful because they don't know if law enforcement is monitoring them or if they're part of a sting operation or something. Well, exactly, like that. yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. that's I love I this. Um, <clears throat> Let's Encrypt issues three billion certificate. Wowza! That's just one organization that issues certificate. That's huge. Uh, imagine if they charged a dollar for each, each certificate. <laughs> Yeah, except it takes a dollar fifty to produce, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, wow. I mean, that's a such a large number. It really does put into perspective the size of, well, bluntly, the internet, right, and the scale of it, and what's required to run. It on. does. It does indeed. Uh, always good to see um, uh, Facebook and Meta being fined two hundred sixty five million euros. Well, hopefully, <laughs> that money will be put to good use.
0: Yeah, where does that money go?
1: I do you know what? I, I, I it certainly doesn't go to the the people of of, of well, in this case, Ireland. Um, I don't know where, because that's a that's a fair chunk of change, isn't it? I mean, you could you could probably build a you know a new wing on a hospital for that amount of money, right?
0: You could, you could, you could have like you know ten thousand ventilators for that kind of money. So yeah, it's. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, or 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 some um, dodgy PPE for uh, you know for yeah. COVID wards. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Or some yeah. man, Matt Hancock's mates.
1: Yeah, exactly. Down the pub.
0: Exactly <laughs> uh,
1: down the pub. Can't believe he came third on Have I Got a Celebrity. Not that I was following it. No. Um, so WhatsApp files on dark web show millions of records for sale. That ain't good. That's not good for WhatsApp Ooh. because they're making this massive push about, you know, we're end-to-end encrypted. You can't do anything. You can't find anything. You can have your conversations in secret. Um, and now uh, we've got files that have been found on WhatsApp available on the, the dark web. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Meta. I'm just saying in a
0: desperate attempt to try and read the story at the same time to, to act like I know what this is about. <laughs> um, but uh, it it's There's no actual data that's or samples uh, that have been given, but I think what what this is probably a lot like is uh, someone trying to register new phone numbers, and then you sometimes get a notification saying, you know, do you want to add this or do you want to add it to the web web based format and stuff? And if you can trick someone saying yes or accepting that, then someone then gets access to all of your your WhatsApp data. So. so i think that the end to end stuff is still legit it's secure but it's uh, you know if you could trick someone into giving yeah you know, opening the front door for you then you don't need to be a, a key lock master a, a lock, lock pick That's...
1: and finally uh the um the, the last one here the majority of us defense contractors not meeting basic cyber security requirements this one caught my eyes as reading it because it doesn't surprise me because the supply chain of many of these, you know, government organisations is so big. You've probably got some, you know, fairly small organisations here, probably you know, two or three people comp- size companies that are just doing odds and sods here. And and you know, this is a exactly what certainly in the UK Cyber Essentials is designed to address. But I'm not sure there's a similar size thing for. Um, Uh, for smaller organisations out in the US or not? Indeed. Mm, We shall see. Anyway, that was this week's... Industry News.
2: It doesn't matter if the judges were drinking... (laughs) Host unknown, was still awarded Europe's most entertaining content status.
1: I think we're making a point about that this episode. Yes. <laughs> right, let's move on to the last part of the show. It's time for... Tweet of the week. And we always play that one twice. Tweet of the week. Uh, would you like to do this one?
0: Okay, so this is... Thanks, Andy, for putting in a picture that now I have to explain <laughs> as tweet of the week. So it's a picture with two parts to it. The first part says hacking in the past, and it's got someone with their overly large brain, a bit like Megamind. And it says, I reversed engineered binaries stolen from intelligence agency server. Here's a sign which shouts with, with shout zero-day exploit code and... There's... Uh, and the STDL of me rooting the server for lulz.
1: Okay. And I've then spoken it's... like a true cybersecurity expert there, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and then versus hacking
0: now, where there's a picture of a drooling, blibbering idiot going metasploit module go brrr, and he's putting I'm... a square block into a round hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he might have been. I think Andy was clutching at straws this week, but it is a good one. It is a good one. If if if, if nothing else, uh, HD Moore has uh, uh, commoditized the ability to, to to hack nowadays.
0: Yes, yes. You know, this is this is uh, after doing this, I have the utmost respect of those people who do the um, the uh, audio captions for the visually impaired on movies. <laughs>
1: yeah. A man walks quietly through. The, the streets kicking leaves as he goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: I think I'd be but quite good at that.
0: I, maybe you will be. OK, so your your task this weekend, Tom, because you've got nothing else to do, it's not like you, you've got work calling your days off, is to go through the movie Swordfish and explain that as an audio guide <laughs> for Visual Impair.
1: A woman performs fellatio on a man <laughs> as he tries to hack into a computer whilst having a gun held to his head. <laughs> I think that's that's the entire film, right?
0: <laughs> wow, that that is uh, that is surprisingly good, Tom. I, I have to <laughs> give
1: you that. That is really good. <laughs> and that was this week's tweet of the week. Wow, we blew through that one. We should do this with Andy more often. I know it's a it's a it's a fat-free, streamlined episode. <laughs> do you know what? I think we make that joke. Every time one of us is away. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although we can't say okay. that about Andy anymore because he's not fat anymore.
0: No, he's lost so much weight. He's... And, uh... Ladies, he's looking fine. Yeah, no wonder his Mrs wants will get his
1: phone. <laughs> yeah, it all <laughs> falls into place. Yeah, holy crap, my husband's looking attractive now. <laughs> I need to be sure he's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear andy if you're listening we hope the audit has gone well and um uh well actually come to think of it have you noticed that the the host unknown whatsapp group has just been deleted
0: oh 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 andy's uh mrs agnes if you're listening I, I i've tried to talk him off the ledge so many times I told him he should be a good person, but, you know, he, he just didn't listen. So, like...
1: You told him he should be a good person. Wow, way to set a man up there. <laughs> <laughs> just think of your wife and child, Andy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jav, thank you very much uh, for this week. Uh, lovely as always, and uh, have a lovely weekend. Cool. thank you. You too. Stay secure, my friend. Stay secure.
2: You've been listening to The Host Unknown Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security.
0: So how would you audio narrate the bullet time sequence from The Matrix? You know, the first one where Trinity jumps up in the air at The camera spins around.
1: A policeman nervously approaches a room. He peers in. He spots a lady, the rather attractive Carrie-Anne Moss, seating at a computer. As he barges in, she lifts into the air as if carried by wires. (laughs) Damn, second career already there, I think. I know, that is so good. (laughs)